The following is a production of Art Trap Productions, brought to you by the Gallifreyan Embassy and has been made possible by supporting subscribers and donations from listeners like you. This episode brought to you by Pachak Supporting Subscribers. Go to arttrap.com slash Pachak Supporter to become a supporting subscriber. Support the show and get extra content and other bonuses. This episode also brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at audiblepodcast.com slash arttrap. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. This episode is also supported by the Doctor Who Podshock Podcast Companion app for the iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch, now available in the iTunes App Store. Live from Amity Island, it's Doctor Who Podshock. Doctor Who Podshock. Okay, well, let's do it now. I, you know, whatever it is, if it's valuable, send it to us. <laughs> For the best in all things Doctor Who, it's Doctor Who Podshock, the podcast all about Doctor Who, the longest-running science fiction television program, with Louis Trapani, Hello. Ken Deep. Hello. James Norton. Hello. News. Fabulous. Reviews. Oh, no. And fan mail for James. Uh, 40,000. Doctor Who Podshock, from the Gallifreyan Embassy. You know, that guy James was really cool. Oh, yeah, we blew that. <laughs> I'm the Doctor, and who are you? Who are you? The Gallifreyan Embassy presents Doctor Who Podshock, episode 231. Twas the night before Christmas Eve, and all through the flat, not a creature was stirring, not even a cybermat. Except for me, that is. I'm stirring, all right. It's 4.30 a.m., and I'm recording a podcast for you. Yes, <laughs> this episode is really just to wish our listeners a happy holiday season. This is Louis Trapani, and I'm assuming Ken and James are nestled in their little beds with visions of sugar plums and all that type of holiday stuff in dancing, prancing in their heads. Well, maybe not. I don't know. This episode is going to be a shorter episode, and there's not going to be an enhanced version either, just so I can get this out as quickly as possible, as um, if, if it is even going to be possible. Let's hope, I'm hoping that this goes out before Christmas. As I said, it's the middle of the morning on Christmas Eve, and I haven't done anything for the holidays. I don't know if you have or not, but, um, well, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's a sad state of affairs. But it's just a day away from the Doctor Who Christmas special, and this year it's called A Christmas Carol. This year it's being transmitted on the BBC in the UK and also BBC America, obviously in the U.S., both on the same day. That's a first. And before I go any further, so I don't forget, we are doing a live over-the-internet Doctor Who Pachak show reviewing a Christmas... I was going to say a Christmas special, a Christmas carol, which will be on Sunday, Boxing Day, at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I know I realize that this is um, this also precedes the transmission in Canada and perhaps in Australia as well. So if this is an issue for you, uh, so far we haven't gotten any feedback from our friends up north or on the other side of the world, so we're assuming everyone's okay with it. So right now that's our schedule for, it could change, but right now that's we scheduled our live show for Sunday, Boxing Day at 5 p.m. A live show, it's gonna be, not going to be a very long show, but it will be a, our standard review show of this year's Doctor Who Christmas special, which is A Christmas Carol. 
We should also expect to see a trailer. Yes, a trailer for the next series of Doctor Who, the 2011 series. We should see that probably at the end of the Christmas special this year. And we say that because those that had gone to the screening of A Christmas Carol have seen the trailer. And you know what? I'm not going to go into the details. By the time you're listening to this, you probably may have already seen the trailer already. So what would be the the point really and um i do go into detail on the latest episode of the sonic news driver if you're listening to that if you're not a listener you can pick up that that's the latest episode that just came out on the 23rd of december barely (laughs) also it should be noted that doctor who the mazes of time the ios adventure game when i say ios i'm speaking of the ipad ipod touch and iphone platform you can get that now in the Apple App Store. If you want to find it very quickly, you can just go to our website, podshock.net or gallifreynbc.org, and there's an article there with links to it. I haven't played it yet myself. I haven't had time to download it. So if you have, and what's your feeling on it? So far, some of the reactions have been sort of mixed, so we want to hear from you. You can send us your feedback, and we are always interested in hearing your feedback. I know we're a little backlogged on feedback right now, but you can always call in your feedback at 206-600-6517. That's the Doctor Who Podshock public call box. Once again, the number is 206-600-6517. It's, uh, we don't charge you anything for that, but local um, charges apply. There's actually two versions of Doctor Who, The Mazes of Time. One is for the iPod Touch and iPhone, and the other is for the iPad. That's Doctor Who, The Mazes of Time HD, and they're priced at $3.99 and $4.99 respectively. That's, of course, is the U.S. App Store price. So it's up to you whether or not you want to, if you have both devices, it's up to you whether or not you want to buy them both. You can buy the iPhone and iPod Touch version and just upscale it for the iPad, but you won't get the HD graphics, so you could just buy them both. I would rather have them as a universal app because it just makes things a lot more easier to manage apps instead of having two versions of the same app. One is for one device and one for another like the Doctor Who Podshock Companion app, which is a universal app and the same app will run in native resolution on the iPod Touch and iPhone, as well as the iPad. That's the way to go. So as I was saying, this is going to be a shorter episode, and to that end, I'm not going to belabor Doctor Who news. Uh, Again, I cover that on the Sonic News Driver, so uh, you can pick that up if you like. Uh, If not, stay tuned for future episodes of Doctor Who Podshock. So this episode of Doctor Who Podshock won't have all the bells and whistles of a normal episode, but... Again, we're just trying to get this out of the door and into your hands or your iPod or iPhone or MP3 player, Android, whatever it may be, so that you're listening to us. We'll be right back with a couple of interviews. This is Tommy Knight, and you're listening to Doctor Who Podshock. Monsters are popping up everywhere. I know. We've got the master in a cupboard, Daleks in the corridor, Cybermen trying to bash down the door, all in the name of Christmas. Oh no. Oyster bells, oyster bells, all hell's breaking loose. Computer made some Daleks and they're breaking through the roof. Oh, oyster bells, oyster bells, now we're in a fix. The TARDIS blew a circuit and now time and space will mix. 
Davros has his Daleks, the Master has his toys, the Cyber Leader has a clan of shiny metal boys. They try to nap the Doctor, but he always gets away. With the help from his companions and a TARDIS-type forte. Oh, Cloister Bells, Cloister Bells, oh my poor decor. Cybermen are being mean and breaking down the door. Oh, Cloister Bells, Cloister Bells, what are we to do? Christmas is for celebrating, not for certain doom. We have to make a plan and try to save our skins. Doctor, give me a hand. Don't let those monsters in. We'll hold them out for now and think of something else. Oh, blast them out of fresh ideas. Oh, Doctor, need some help. Oh, Cloister Bells, Cloister Bells, time to face our fate. Soon there'll be an accident and I'll regenerate. Oh, Buster Bells, Buster Bells, don't be such a twit. We'll survive, we face much bigger problems than just this. Oh, what are we to do? The monsters have us caught. They'll break in sometime soon. It's the computer's fault. She made the monsters come. Oh, I swear if we survive, I'll take a hard disk and install some Windows 95. Cloister Bells. That's a classic. That's going back to Doctor Who Podshock, I think, 18, which was a holiday episode that we did. And uh, that was um, Aaron Toman, a good friend of ours down under in Australia, of Crossover Adventure Productions. You want to check them out at crossovers.org. He was kind enough to let us showcase his song and some others back then in Doctor Who Podshock, way back in episode 18. And, you know, since we were just past our fifth anniversary we're actually in the, well we in the middle of our sixth year already now believe it or not a little nostalgia here this holiday season again we couldn't have come this far without you so we want to give a big thank you to all our supporters uh without you this show would not exist and please if you haven't done so yet please consider supporting dr who Podshock by becoming a supporting subscriber you can do so by going to podshock.net or gallifrandomacy.org and on the top there you'll see a banner to become a Podshock supporting subscriber and it really does make a difference now we're going to go back a bit actually back to spring of this year with anthony s burge conducting an interview with Paul Slocum. This is Anthony Burge reporting for Doctor Who Podshock, and I'm here at 7 p.m. in Brooklyn, New York, uh, and I have the honor of sitting with Paul Slocum, who's presenting this evening's light industry event. He's going to be presenting the last part, reconstruction of the 10th planet, which is, it's funny how the 10th Doctor uh, regenerated into the 11th, and we just saw the 11th Doctor's uh, first story, at least some of us have. Uh, BBC America's presenting that April 17th, but this is the first regeneration from the first to the second. Could you tell us a little bit about, because there's a number of fan reconstructions out there, uh -huh. 
about this, what you're presenting tonight, and is it your own reconstruction or a compilation no, of? I, I actually decided to, uh, like, uh, there's several different reconstructions. I watch all of them. I'm actually showing the BBC reconstruction, the one I'm showing. I decided that, that one. Well, okay, most of the people here well, probably don't know Doctor Who very well. Mm. So, like, the, the, I love the original one, the loose canon one, but I, I think people wouldn't be able to follow it. <laughs> and I love that I love that the BBC basically like they requested loose canon copy and then like kind of made their own version of what these guys had already done. And like I mean, and that what that's, right. that's what happened, right? So like um, I don't know, I I just I kind of love it that the BBC made this show, destroyed it. Fans reconstructed it, and then they made a reconstruction of the fans reconstructed. <laughs> but I, I, and also, I just love the way the BBC one is edited. I love like the colored background and like all the weird stuff they did. I, I just love the way it all comes together. So that's the one I'm going to show tonight. Can you tell us? Uh, you said you love the classic doctors and uh, the stories that we were talking prior to this. Tell us a little bit about your fandom, and also I'd like to know a little bit more about light industry and what your involvement here is as well, since it's their event, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I just, I mean, I've been watching Doctor Who since I was a kid. It was, I, I grew up in Dallas, and they showed it on the PBS station mm -hmm. there. My dad used to turn it on late at night. I was like, what is this? Right. Insane show. So I started watching it, and I, I don't know. They eventually started showing the first two doctors on, on our PBS station, and then on like on Friday night and on Saturday night they had like 70s and 80s. So so I, I don't know. I just started watching it, and um, I don't know. I, I'm not like a I'm not like a super fan, but I, I've been watching it a long time. But you're a fan enough to want to have present because I I'm also aware that you're going to be uh, following the uh, Doctor Who program. There's cops with house music. Is that the correct? Yeah, yeah. And uh, could you tell us a little bit about that and you know the entirety of the program? Well, uh, like, I'm an artist who makes, um, like, I, I, a lot of my work involves, like, re-editing videos, changing things around, mashing things together, like the cops with house music. So part of the reason I'm showing the, the Doctor Who thing was because those people did kind of the kind of thing that I, the, the kind Which of art like that I do, that. kind of in, inadvertently, but at the same time, it's, like, really beautiful, I think. Um, and so, I, I don't know, they were kind of doing the same kind of thing that I do, so that's why. So you brought your love for Doctor Who, and this, yeah. what, what was your, because this fan reconstruction, this, this particular serial has been put together so many different times by fans, uh -huh. that they, they sort of do the same type of artwork that you do, so you decide this is a good portion to show. Yeah, I just, like, I had talked to, I, I've been talking to Ed about doing a light industry show for a while, and those were kind of, like, I had the Doctor Who idea, because I know nobody here has seen anything like this. I mean, it's kind of obscure, I mean, even, even in Doctor Who world. Well, uh, you'd be surprised, there's two large Doctor Who communities in New York City. Right, right, but I mean, the average fan, I mean, I didn't know about the reconstruction well, until much later. Okay. Okay. You know I mean? Well, no, no, no. I guess Definitely as you grow up, you won't know about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you so, start to learn more about what's been lost and what hasn't been right. lost, what's been recovered. And I had actually never seen the reconstructions. I only knew about them. Mm -hmm. like my friend told me about them. I was like, man, that sounds amazing. So then finally right. I watched it and went through all the ones. They, I believe um, uh, one of my favorite serials is uh, the, the Celestial Toymaker. And, oh, uh, I have, yeah, I was just reading about that one, but I haven't seen that. Yeah, there's um, a number of put, you know, stills put together. They have, oh, okay. uh, uh, on YouTube, you can find them. When I was right. writing the chapter for my book, I was watching it off of YouTube before I went out and got the DVDs. They have <laughs> the stills put together and stuff. Right. Well, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I like, um, oh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. It's okay. This evening, you said you started at 7.45, and there was actually um, a number of Doctor Who fans that responded to this, mm -hmm. uh, the event page on Facebook. Right. 
though we, you want people to come out and support what you do as an artist, mm -hmm. how does that make you feel that the Doctor Who community is now reaching out and sort of supporting? Oh, I think know? it's great. I mean, I expected that some Doctor Who fans. Yeah. But also, I expect that like a lot of people are. You know, if you if you're into this, you probably already. Right. Exactly. So but I it's also know, good to see. What has what you you know another person's take on putting it together and right. you know presenting it in, yeah. in the fashion that you want to? I'm also giving a talk beforehand. Like I, I'm I'm giving a talk assuming that people don't know anything about Doctor Who. Just, just filling them in, and then I fill them. I'm going to fill them in real quickly on just kind of roughly what happens in the first three. And episodes. and I, we were kind of laughing before how I told you how the the new stuff is just come around. It's funny that this is being presented in a month full of Doctor Who stuff. Uh -huh. uh, April 3rd, we saw the regeneration, well, the first story of uh, the 11th Doctor. Uh -huh. And um, we have several BBC America events that have taken place. Doctor Who New York is taking place, having a few events. And you're in the midst of that, yeah. a lot of Doctor Who stuff going on in New York City. I was not aware of that, but I guess I'm somehow tuned into the Doctor Who frequency, I guess. <laughs> uh, that, that's always a good thing. Perhaps you're a Time Lord in hiding. Uh, just to wrap it up a little bit, could you tell me a little bit about Light Industry and, and their work here and how you know, you're involved? I know with your art, but um, I only heard of Light Industry myself through hearing about this event. So could you tell me a little bit about light industry? Yeah, it's a it's a like it's a micro cinema. It's a, you know, it's a very small film venue where they show mostly experimental films and things like a lot of older stuff. They usually show stuff on sixteen millimeter film. Okay. And usually be showing something off a video projector. So it's kind of like it's a good place to like see experimental films. I mean, you just aren't gonna see anywhere right, else. Right, exactly. And we have a lot of film fans in our in our uh, you know Doctor Who yeah, community course, here. Yeah. And of course, there's a large film community in New York City. Uh -huh. Is there a place that people can find out more about your work? I know it's lightindustry.org for uh, the yeah. event here. Yeah, you can just. I mean, my my website is cotile.qotile.net, but it's easier if you just Google my name, Paul. Okay, Paul. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Dr. Hupachuk, listeners, just Google Paul Slocum and look more into his work, and uh, I'll be talking more about the event afterwards. All right. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. And thank you, Anthony S. Burge. Anthony S. Burge is one of the, uh, well, one of the editors and writers of the Mythological Dimensions of Doctor Who. It's a book that we've been speaking about all this past year. If you haven't picked it up yet, go and pick it up. Hey, and speaking of Cybermen stories, and, and speaking of going back into Doctor Who Pachuk nostalgia, back in our early days, we had a regular feature, Joe Corallo coming on our show as a regular reviewer of Doctor Who audio dramas, and he had done a few Cybermen stories, and you may be wondering what he's up to today. I know you just ponder around and think about, well, what is Joe Corallo doing today? Well, I'll tell you. And if, and if you go to our website, gallifernembassy.org or pachak.net, and you go to the blog section, I have a, a blog there along with several other people involved with the Gallifern Embassy and Dr. Pachak. But if you go to mine there, there's a entry there, which I have information about what he's doing. He's, he's launching a television pilot. How exciting is that? It's called The Horrors of Job Hunting with Kevin and Randy. There's a short video there that introduces the project, and, and if you like, you can contribute to his Kickstart campaign to get it off the ground. We wish Joe all the best, and, and we look forward to seeing one day this on television, The Horrors of Job Hunting with Kevin and Randy. Check it out. Well, speaking of Doctor Who audio dramas, when you're not listening to this podcast or checking out our website, well, you could do it actually while you're checking out our website, you could be listening to Doctor Who audiobooks. 
And where can you get Doctor Who audiobooks? Well, one great source is Audible. Audible is the leading provider of digital audiobooks. They have over 75,000 titles to choose from, not just Doctor Who, but every genre, be it thrillers, business, history, and of course, science fiction and fantasy, and a whole lot more. Audible content is compatible with your iPods, iPhones, iPads, well, any MP3 player, really, with over 500 devices for your listening pleasure anytime, anywhere, just like this podcast. For you listeners of Doctor Who Podshock, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial, so you have a chance to check out their service. How cool is that? Now, to download your free audiobook, simply go to audiblepodcast.com slash arttrap. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com slash arttrap, A-R-T-T-R-A-P, for your free audiobook. And as always, we try to make recommendations, and this time it's no different. And we're going to continue with an ongoing recommendation because there are several chapters in this recommendation. It's a fourth Doctor story. It's Doctor Who Demon Quest for Starfall, written by Paul Morris, and it stars Tom Baker as the fourth Doctor, and also Susan Jameson, and Richard Franklin as Mike Yates. Picture this. A day in July, Central Park West, New York City, 1976. The skies were blue, and the park was swarming with New Yorkers and visitors drinking up the sun. And there was I, at the pretzel stand by the West Gate. I'm Buddy, and I'm going to tell you about the strange events of a few days when the whole of New York seemed to go crazy. And Miss Starfall captured the hearts and minds of the city's denizens. Miss Starfall, the Big Apple's latest and undoubtedly greatest superheroine. You see... I knew all about it, true believers. I got the skinny on all those strange and spectacular events because I was there. I was the poor guy who happened to be right at the center of the action. How? Well, I was the fella who found the meteorite in Central Park. But maybe that's getting ahead of myself. Maybe I should begin with Alice, my girl. Yeah, Alice, staring down at the park from a window of a fantastic suite in the Dakota building, that luxurious apartment block. From there, she could see me, working hard at my stand, hawking my wares. Every morning, she caught my eye and waved down at me, her lowly bum of a boyfriend. She always seemed to me like a princess in a fairy tale tower. Alice Trefusis, come away from that window at once. Do I pay you to lollygag at windows? Am I paying you to wave at strangers? Huh. That's Mimsy Loin, legendary movie star. She's from a different, more glamorous age, is Miss Loin. All these years after her own star fell out of the Hollywood firmament, Mimsy is a dried-out old husk, bitter and nasty as a sackful of prunes. I'm sorry, Ms. Loin. It's just that the park looks so beautiful today in the sun. You were looking at that damn fool pretzel seller. You don't need to lie to me, girl. Come and sit by my chaise long. We need to get to work on chapter 137. 
Yes, Miss Loin. I was four. Alice was the old monster's literary secretary. She had to explain to me what that was. Something about helping the old dame write up her memoirs. But maybe beginning with them is the wrong place after all. To download your free audiobook, simply go to audiblepodcast.com slash arttrap. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com slash arttrap, A-R-T-T-R-A-P, for your free audiobook. And if you're driving and you can't write down that URL, simply go to our site, podshock.net or gallifrandomacy.org, and we have links there for this special offer. Well, speaking of special, a couple days ago, well, a few days ago, it was Matthew Waterhouse's birthday. That was December 19th. Yes, the 19th of December is Matthew Waterhouse's birthday. Young Adric in Doctor Who. Well, Young Adric is now 49. He's actually, um, well, I'm not too far behind there. I'm, as some of you know, my birthday was actually a few days before his, and, um, and his is about five, well, four years before mine. So in honor of Matthew Waterhouse's birthday, let's go into our vault. It has to be said that I interviewed Matthew Waterhouse back in 1985. And actually, I believe it was our first or my first interview with with someone connected directly to the show. It was published in an early newsletter of the Gallifreyan Embassy. And this is not that. One day I hope to recover that interview. This is from a Q&A session. So the audio quality is not really up to par here. So we're going to make the best of it. Originally, I had something else lined up, a cleaner interview with Matthew Waterhouse, but that's going to have to wait until certain T's are crossed and I's are dotted before we play that one. So so we'll hold on to that. But this is um, Matthew Waterhouse, July 1985. He was asked if he would return to Doctor Who at that time and which were his favorite stories or episodes. like to have done a Dalek story. Well, I'd like to do the Dalek story. Yes, that's one of the disappointments. So they did a Dalek story about the Yellow Hornet. And yeah, I would like to have been one, because uh, I grew up watching the Daleks when I was a kid. They were very good. Yeah, in England, in the 60s, everyone had Dalek stories. And you could get anything you could think of except toilet paper. They didn't think of it. But now they're in the superhero toilet paper now, so it's one of those. But they did everything else. Uh, William Martin, who would say William Martin is their number one favorite? 
as you can hear, and there's a whole lot more to it, but it's just a, a bit trying and laborious to uh, discern the audio in that. So obviously um, that's just a, a small sampling of it there. And uh, again, that goes back to 1985. We do have um, a couple other interviews from that era that I'm working on getting on this show, and hopefully they will appear here, the cleaner audios as well. Plus, we'll have new <laughs> We won't have to go back into the archives. We'll be seeing Matthew Waterhouse again in Los Angeles in just a couple months. So uh, probably we'll have that interview before we have the older ones. So, yes, when I say a couple months, I'm talking about Gallifrey, Gallifrey 22, which is in the middle of February. And I don't have the dates in front of me. I believe it's the 17th, 18th and 19th or 20th or that weekend there. So Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, of those days uh, in 2011, just a couple months from now. So uh, we'll be there and we'll be doing another live show there. And we hope to see you there as well. If not, we, of course, will be bringing you the live show on our podcast. So I think that's going to wrap things up for the short edition of Doctor Who Podchuck. I want to remind you to, uh, oh, you also want to check out the latest Hitchhiker's Guide to British Sci-Fi because that has myself and Dave Cooper, which you're familiar with. He's a regular Doctor Who Podchuck correspondent, and he also does a show with Ian Bissett, the Cultum Collective. But in the latest Hitchhiker's Guide to British Sci-Fi, we cover the latest series of the Sarah Jane Adventures, Series 4, and that also includes the Matt Smith episode, the Doctor episode with Katie Manning returning as well. So anyway, that's the, I believe it's episode 9 of Hitchhiker's Guide to British Sci-Fi, and you can check that out. That's available on arttrap.com. It's also available on iTunes as well. So it's about 6.30 a.m. now, and I still need to finish editing this episode and uh, get this out to you. And then I need to get some sleep, and then it's Christmas Eve, and, well, it's the holidays, and 
<laughs> as I said, haven't done anything for it yet. So I still have a lot of work cut out for me. I hope you don't. I mean, I mean, I hope you're you still, you know, you have festivities and whatever you're celebrating that you're celebrating. I just hope it's not a lot of work for you. Remember to enjoy the holidays, have fun, and we want you back in 2011. We have lots more of Doctor Who Pachak to give you. Remember, we are doing a live over the net show on Sunday, Boxing Day. Just check our website before going there. It's at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's via TalkShoe. But again, check our website to make sure we haven't moved the date. It's a possibility that we still may move it. But at this point, I don't think so. But you never know. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey. As always, visit our website, podshock.net or gallifrandembassy.org. You can follow Dr. Who Podshock on Twitter at podshock or twitter.com slash podshock. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Louis Trapani or at Louis Trapani. A very happy birthday to Matthew Waterhouse. And, um, well, I guess that's it for now. On behalf of Ken, James, and all the Dr. Who Podshock correspondents, happy holidays, everyone. Cheers. You've been listening to Doctor Who Pachak, presented by the fan-run Gallifreyembassy.org. Doctor Who is owned and trademarked by the BBC. Doctor Who Pachak is not affiliated with the BBC in any way. Come back next time for another exciting and informative episode of Doctor Who Pachak. You can email us at feedback at pachak.net. Doctor Who Pachak theme music by Jeff Smith at thejeffsmith.com. This has been a production of Art Trap Productions and is presented to you by the Gallifreyan Embassy and has been made possible in part by supporting subscribers and donations from listeners like you. Here we are. What's this? Well, we so rarely get a chance to celebrate, but this time we must. Celebrate? Yes. It's Christmas. Don't you remember the police station Christmas? So it was, yes. Here's a toast. A happy Christmas to all of us. <laughs> Same to you, Doc. Sir? Incidentally, a happy <laughs> Christmas to all of you at home. Yes.